Welcome to the second Sunday of 2021. We are so delighted that you've joined us today. I'm sure some of you made it one of your New Year's resolutions to be part of a church service each week to worship God more regularly. And here you are well on your way to fulfilling that resolution. It's the second week. And I'm just believing in you that you're going to continue that streak. God is going to do amazing things because you are putting him first and you are allowing this time to take precedence each week and let God speak into your life, into your situation every week. So thank you. I commend you right out the gate for doing that. You know, there is something about new beginnings that gives hope, especially in the middle of hard seasons. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I read something this week that really sums up that for me about how hope can come in the midst of our struggles. And it reads like this. It says, there's a strange paradox about the Christian life. Often it's more about being lost than found. It's more about feeling incomplete than whole. It's more about feeling excluded than included because many of us live in those places most of the time. You know, when you've endured the storm, peace is so much more appreciated. When you've felt beaten down, the joy of the Lord is priceless. And when you've experienced loss, restoration is so much more powerful. I'm going to read our focus passage for this sermon series. It's from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Why don't you type that in the chat? I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ has come to make all things new. In 2021, I want you to have eyes of fresh faith to passionately pursue the victory that God has for you because God is doing a new work and he is calling you to step into that. Come on, somebody. Are you ready to receive what God has for you in 2021? I know I am. And I will tell you, I believe that we absolutely are at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads as a church, and we are at a crossroads as individuals. We are standing at the door of our destiny. We get to determine right now if we will step into that destiny or if we will allow the fears and the frustrations of 2020 to keep us bound up in 2021. And I have come with a word from the Lord for you today. And that is for you to look beyond your pain, to look beyond your disappointments, and to trust God for all things, because you will recover all. You will recover all. Why don't you type that in the chat? I will recover all. Why don't you tell your neighbor, I will recover all. One of the most beloved characters in the Bible is David. And if you've read anything from the Psalms, most likely you've read something that David wrote. You probably read something that shows just his heart and his passion for God and for the things of God. 
When you think about David, you probably also think about David's defeat of the lion, of the bear, and certainly of Goliath, right? That's the story that many of us learned when we were a small child. But I can assure you this, all of David's life, it was not lived out on the highlight reel, if you know what I mean. David, he was a man after God's own heart, and that means he absolutely had a pure love for God and for the things of God, but it does not mean that David was perfect. You see, in many ways, David was a lot like you and me. He loved God and he wanted with everything within him to please God. And throughout his life, David had some pretty bad things happen to him. Many of these things were beyond his control. He had no control of those things that happened to him. But if we're honest, when we're reading the scripture, we can see this beloved David. He also contributed to a lot of his problems by not always making the best decisions. And I feel like I could just stop right here in this moment and just say, how many of you can relate? How many of us can relate to David's experience? You know, it's like we just want to live a good life where we love God and where we do what's right and we do that all the time and it's just great and we feel good about ourselves and we feel like we've made God proud. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we make some pretty unfortunate choices. Am I speaking the truth, the painful truth? Back to David, <laughs> I want to focus in on the situation that he experienced before he became king. You see, David, from a young age, had been anointed to become king. But King Saul, the reigning king, he hated David for that. Now, this would fall into the no fault of his own category of problems, right? David didn't do anything to deserve that. He was chosen by God, and Saul hated him for that. And the Bible records over 10 times when Saul plotted or attempted to kill David. But David would not retaliate in kind. In fact, David had the opportunity on two different occasions to kill Saul. But he refused to harm Saul. It reads in 1 Samuel 26, 24, verse 6. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. You see, David, he kept his heart pure, even when he was being hunted by King Saul. But over time, David became exhausted. He was worn down. He was hopeless. He was desperate. I bet there's somebody under the sound of my voice you can relate. You can relate at some season in your life. You see the pressure of simply trying to survive day in and day out was too much for David. He didn't see a way out of this terrible cat and mouse game with King Saul. And he feared that eventually Saul would kill him. Yes, David had been anointed to be the king, but the king that occupied the throne, he didn't seem like he was going anywhere. Despite the promises that had been spoken over David, there just didn't seem to be a way for those promises to actually come to pass. Now, David, he was smart enough to know that he had better not take things into his own hands and try to become king by overthrowing Saul. 
Listen, on two different occasions, David had the opportunity to do that, and his men even encouraged him to kill Saul. It may have even seemed like, well, God has just opened this door. Look, he's delivered him right into his hands. This is what you need to do. Because they thought this was the way that it was supposed to happen. But David knew better, and he refused to kill Saul. When his world had turned upside down, and he was literally fighting for his life, David did the right thing. But I want you to know something. I want you to know that sometimes doing the right thing can be exhausting. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes doing the right thing can be the hardest thing. In fact, most times the easiest thing to do is the wrong thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It just seems like in a lot of instances doing the right thing It's just so hard. It's so much harder than doing the wrong thing. And I I think that that can kind of make sense to us. We can look around the world around us and, and we can see that. We can see the reality of that. Because if the right thing was the easiest thing, now come on, what kind of a different world would we live in? If doing the right thing was the easiest thing, our world would be a very different place. You see, There was a reason that David was anointed to be king in the first place. It's because he had a heart for the things of God. He had a servant's heart, and he didn't seek out his own best interest. So David, he did the right thing. He did the right thing by Saul. But over time, over and over, and as this drug out longer and longer, David was worn out. The more Saul tried to kill him, The further out of reach David's promise from God seemed, the more futile it seemed to keep holding on, to keep believing. So David resigned himself to the fact that it probably just wasn't going to be happen. Probably just wasn't going to happen for him to be king. In short, David found himself too tired to possess his promises. You see, David worried that God might have forgotten about him. Or maybe, maybe David thought, well, God, maybe you need some help protecting me. So he came up with his own plan. He fled to the land of the Philistines for safety. That's right. You, you, you heard me correctly. You don't need to, to back it up and listen again. David, the one who killed the giant Goliath, yes, he ran into Goliath's backyard. He fled to his native land for safety and sought asylum with them. 1 Samuel 27, 1 reads, But David thought to himself, One of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. David this brave champion who defended the honor of Israel. Now he slinked into the enemy's camp to hide from Israel's king. This called, anointed, and appointed future king of Israel was in such despair, in such a low place in his faith that he was ready to give up on the promises of God. And if you fast forward in the story, you'll find David in another nightmare situation. 
David and his 600 men were returning to their home in the land of the Philistines in Ziklag after they had had a failed battle alliance with the Philistines. Now, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right here, just kind of take a pause in the story. I don't have to have time in the middle of this message to unpack that bizarre twist in David's story. You can read it on your own. It is very interesting. But if you study it out for yourself, you'll see even more evidence that David simply wasn't making the wisest decisions at that time in his life. And so after this encounter, David was returning back home. And when he returned home, he discovered the worst their city had been raided and had been burned by the Amalekites. David's family and all the families of all of his men had been kidnapped. See, David had been persecuted by King Saul through no fault of his own. But his city was raided because he made a bad choice and wasn't there to protect it. David ran from a problem and when he ran from that problem, he created problems, not just for himself, but for more people, for all these people who were under his care, for all these people he influenced. I want you to know running from problems, it only creates bigger problems. And it was an incredibly low time for David, as you could imagine. He was running for his life from Saul, and now his own men were turning on him. And wanted to kill him. It tells us the first half of 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. No wonder he was greatly distressed. He thought he would be safe from Saul here. He thought he'd be safe from everything here. But David's decisions actually made things worse, because now... His family was missing. Even his own men wanted to kill him. He had no safe harbor, nowhere. All around him was destruction and people who didn't, <laughs> people who were not his biggest fan, okay? David, the one whose honor and integrity was intact. This David made a foolish decision to run from a problem because he was so very tired. And the consequences of those actions not only affected his family, but it affected all the people he led. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Reading this passage, I, when, I, when I just was praying over, over this and thinking, Lord, what do you want to speak to us through this? It just occurred to me, God, this does not seem fair. You know, David from his youth had done the right things and he had tried to do the right things and he tried to be honorable to Saul when King Saul did not deserve that honor. And now here we have this hero <laughs> of the Bible and he was just plain worn out. He was just exhausted and he made decisions that we're not following the leading of God because he was just too tired 
to lean into the voice of God, and he chose to trust his own plans. I want to speak a word of healing, a word of encouragement to somebody who's listening to this right now. You have tried so hard to do what's right, and you have tried so hard to hold on during this past year, and even right now, you're still trying so hard, but you just feel so worn out, and you just feel like life is not fair and your situations don't make sense. But I want to encourage you today to hold on, to keep believing, and to not give up. Your promises from God are true even when you can't see him working. Come on, somebody. He is your way maker. He is your promise keeper. And you can believe his word. Why don't we thank God right now for that? Dear God, we thank you for your promises. We thank you that you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And no matter how worn out we feel, we can rest in you and we can trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, David, he was greatly distressed. And it sounds a lot like he was on the verge of abandoning his faith in this moment of deepest despair. But no, thankfully that's not the case. Actually, actually it seems that the turmoil David found himself in, it seems like it gave him a true moment of clarity. It turns David's attention not from his own plans, not from his own schemes, but to the true source of his strength. The second half of that verse, the second part of that verse, 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 reads, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know what David said? He said, my circumstances may be grim, but they are not going to get the best of me. I know who my Lord is, and I will keep my faith in him. Things look bad at the moment, but I will not be defeated. I'm not going down. I will prevail by the strength of the Lord. I wonder if there's anybody who's listening to this right now who feels like David. You know you've been beaten down and you feel worn out. But you know that your God is not finished with you. You might not feel like it, but you know that your God is not finished with you. Folks, I know that 2020 was not kind to us. And I know that for many of us, this year isn't starting off much better. Things didn't exactly work out the way that we had planned. And right now, they're probably not exactly like we want them either. And then to top things off, Sometimes the decisions that we've made in these hard times have actually made things worse. You know, it sounds a lot, David's situation sounds a lot like what we are experiencing right now. We're seeing all across America, people have lost sight of God's promises and they're giving up hope. They are tired. And the unfortunate reality is that many are simply walking away from God. There's recently released data, a research study that was done by the Barna Group, and it states that during the pandemic, 22% of churched adults in the United States have stopped going to in-person or online church. 22%. I'm not saying 22% have stopped coming to in-person. Of course, many people 
for health reasons are not able to come to in person. No, that's not what I'm talking about. 22%, that's more than one out of five adults who attended church in March of last year have now quit altogether. They don't come in person. They don't watch online at all. Why? Because they've given up hope. People are worn out. And quite frankly, they're making bad decisions that will hurt themselves, that will hurt their families, and it will hurt others with whom they have influence. But folks, I want to speak a word to you today that this is not the time to give up. Don't abandon your faith. Don't give in to the voice of despair. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. You may be thinking, I don't know how to do that. That sounds a lot easier said than done. But I want you to know that you can strengthen yourself the same way David did. And scripture tells us how right here, 1 Samuel Chapter 30, verses 7 and 8. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. Now, let me explain to you what was going on here. The ephod was this elaborate garment that was worn by the high priest. And scripture implies that when there was a, when there was a decision that they really wanted to hear from the Lord, the ephod was used to help the high priest determine the will of God for that situation. See, see what this is telling us right here is that David, he knows that he's in over his head, okay? That's not a shock to him. He knows that. And he knows that he has not made the best choices up to this point. It's like David saying, hey, listen. He says to the high priest, listen, we have got to hear from God, to get out of this mess that I made. David was not going to make the mistake of following his own path this time around. And David found strength from hearing God's voice. You can find strength from hearing God's voice. You know, in times of crisis, it's tempting just to hunker down, to feel defeated, to grow distant, to grow detached from God, to become paralyzed by our circumstances and our bad decisions. But while our world is in turmoil, God can work on our behalf. Do you believe that? Your world may be in turmoil all around you, but your God is working on your behalf even when you cannot see his hand moving. And David understood that. David understood that the Amalekites did not have the final say. Neither did Saul or the leaders of the Philistines. God had a word for David, and David was determined to find out what that was. I want you to know, when you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord, you can do that by leaning into his voice and listening to what God has to say to you. And that's exactly what happened here in verse 8. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? He needed to know. They've come in. Do, do I go to war now? I mean, I've kind of been having all these battles on my own. But do you really want me to fight this one, God? Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he, God, answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, Recover all. 
Without fail, you will recover all. God gave David three distinct pieces of advice when dealing with his enemy. And I want you to know this advice, it still works for us today. You can overcome anything that tries to bring you down spiritually, emotionally, and physically when you follow this plan from the Lord. God told David, pursue, overtake, and recover. When God when, when God spoke that word of hope to David, he knew that he could trust in that. He knew that he could follow that plan because it was a sure true path. Why? Because he listened to God's voice instead of following his own way. When David made room for God's voice, David got the guidance that he needed. It didn't matter that David had made this mess himself. None of that mattered because God was there to help take care of him. God told David, you will recover all. I see your struggle I see that you tried to do what was right, but you fell short. I see that you're worn out, that you're exhausted, but I am going to take care of you. I feel a prophetic anointing on me right now to tell you, somebody, somebody listening under the sound of my voice, you will recover all. The sanctuary church will recover all. If we pursue, if we pursue the things of God, we will without fail, recover all. Can we praise him for that right now? God, we thank you for your promise as we stand on your word. We will pursue your kingdom. We will pursue your goodness. And we know that we will recover all that you have for us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I've got the most important question that I want to ask you right now. And that is, what will you pursue? Because you see, that matters. That matters. What will you pursue? Will you pursue all these other skirmishes that God never had for you? Or will you pursue his heartbeat? Will you stop and say, God, speak to me and show me what's most important? Just like David, I'm tired of running after all these things. I'm tired of the messes. I'm tired of things that happened to me that I don't have any control over. But God, you're greater than all those things. And I want to stop right now in this moment. And I want to pursue what you have for me. Are you pursuing God's voice? Are in this new year, are you pursuing the same tired old paths? Are you trying to recover things in your own strength? Or are you trusting God's promises for your life? I'm calling you to hold on to God and trust Him and Him alone to recover all. What is it that you need to recover today? If you have strayed away from God, you can recover your relationship with Him. If you have walked in turmoil and in stress and in confusion and in doubt, you can recover your peace. You can recover your joy. You can pursue a new life in Jesus Christ. You know what? You can be baptized in Jesus' name even during a coronavirus pandemic. You can take a deeper step in Him. It's not something you have to push off until tomorrow. You can pursue. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right where you are watching right now. You can just tell the Lord, I want the things that you have for me. I want your goodness. I want your mercy. I want your grace. 
You see, I'm serving notice right now. I'm serving notice right now to every person under the sound of my voice and certainly to our enemy that the sanctuary church is pursuing all that God has for us. We are pursuing every person who is far from God, and we are seeking to bring that person in relationship with Jesus Christ. We are pursuing the blessings and the favor of God over our city, over our church, over our families. We will recover all. We will recover all. And if you pursue him with all your heart, I promise you, you will recover everything that God has for you. Why don't we pray right now? Dear Lord, you know that more than anything, we want you to make all things new in us today. We may feel tired, we may feel weary, but we are still standing. And we trust your promises here in 2021. We know that by your grace, we will recover all because we will pursue you. We will pursue your paths for us. So we stand right now in the power of your might, we will pursue. We will overtake and recover all that has been stolen from us. Lord, you will receive the glory through our lives and revival will come to every individual who hears this, who pursues you. Revival will come to this church. You will make all things new and I'm trusting you to begin that work right now, right here today in me. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I wonder if you can give him some praise right now. Your God is making a way in the wilderness for you right now. He is making all things new. And I promise you, if you pursue him, you will recover all. If you're hearing this right now and you're thinking, man, I I feel something pulling at my spirit. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you to reach out to us. You don't have to do this journey on your own. You just tell him, Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sins and make me new in you. And then why don't you reach out to us? We want to connect with you. We want to support with you, to support you. We've got a book for you that we'll share with you. Why don't you fill out a connect card on our website? Let us know how we can support you on your faith journey. Maybe you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. This is the time right now. There's no better time than to make a commitment to be in a relationship with him, to go deeper in your faith, and have your sins washed away. We want to pray with you for all these things. We want to pray for you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. And we're going to praise Him together right now. Why don't you make your home, your car, wherever you are, why don't you make that a place of praise? Why don't you thank Him for what He's going to do in your life in 2021? Why don't you just keep holding on and worshiping Him and trusting Him to do what only He can do in Jesus' name?